Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, inspiring the world to raise the bar. And Angels Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Angels Envy bends the rules. It's a little different from all the other bourbons out there because Angels Envy is the pioneer of secondary finishing in bourbon. Angels Envy is finished in port barrels, which adds a layer of complexity to the whiskey and gives it a unique and approachable flavor. Plus, Angels Envy is one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. And whether it's for someone special or to bring to a housewarming party, Angels Envy makes the perfect gift. These angels are so, they have so much envy with its unique bottle design. Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angels Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Los Angeles. Welcome to Love It or Leave It Live or Else, coming to you from the business end of Thanksgiving week. We're back. Look, we received some emails from some vegan listeners who were upset. And I agree with all your points. You're right. People aren't frustrated by you because you're wrong. (laughs) And isn't that a comfort? In honor of our vegan listeners, I'm going to give up consuming meat products for the duration of this sentence. <laughs> We've got a great show for you tonight. We'll dust off an old fave with a round of reality versus reality TV with Danielle Schneider and Crooked Zone producer Ryan. We riff on an old fave when we put the Jew in gay news with Margaret Cho and Moshe Kosher. A traditional Republican is here who just wants things to go back to the way they once were. And Andrea Savage joins the whole lineup for a round of hot takes now even hotter. But first, let's get into it. What a week. (laughs) Donald Trump lashed out at the media after reports emerged that he welcomed both Kanye West and white supremacist Nick Fuentes to a dinner at Mar-a-Lago. As Trump attempted to explain in a statement, our dinner meeting was intended to be Kanye and me only, but he arrived with a guest whom I had never met and knew nothing about. I hate it when you invite your most openly anti-Semitic friend to dinner and he brings along a Nazi without asking. In other words, he did not see that coming. In the aftermath, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell suggested that Trump is highly unlikely to regain the presidency after a meeting with a white supremacist, but wouldn't confirm whether he would support Trump if he won the GOP nomination, saying only, there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. The Republican Party has no room for anti-Semitism or white supremacy in the same way that my fridge has no room for Diet Coke. That thing's filled to the brim, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you kids could go through the misogyny and racism tubs while you're home for Thanksgiving. No pressure. I know you're so busy. (laughs) Following his dinner with Trump, Kanye appeared on InfoWars Thursday, and he said he will let both Nick Fuentes and Alex Jones tweet from his newly reinstated Twitter account. Is this Twitter blue? Because, uh, check, please. (laughs) Said Wes during the live stream, The Jewish media has made us feel like the Nazis and Hitler have never offered anything of value to the world. And you know what? That's on us for holding a grudge. (laughs) And they have offered things of value. It's just that those things were stolen from Jewish homes and corpses. I want you to know something. I need you all to understand the mindset I go into when we're preparing for this show to entertain you all. This joke appeared in a list of jokes I read through, and I made only one change. 
I added the phrase, and corpses. <laughs> Still, he has a point. For example, in more recent years, one Nazi made some pretty good rap songs. <laughs> Said West of the Nazis, they did good things too. For example, he continued, they got rid of all those Jews. Listen, we debated how long we could keep this going. And there was more, but actually in conversation, during the read-through they make me do, <laughs> we decided that that was going to be the end. And that was a good decision. That was the maximum. We hit our limit. Meanwhile, French President Emmanuel Macron met with Vice President Kamala Harris at NASA headquarters on Wednesday and urged her to send a French astronaut to the moon. I'll get right on it, said the Vice President, pretending to type an email on a Game Boy. <laughs> you can't have French people in space. Come on. We're all adults here. What are they going to do up there? Science? Come on. Some French vegans are going to just be <laughs> sending me emails. The truth is, Vice President Kamala Harris was touched by the request, a president who wants me to do something? <laughs> what? UNESCO added the French baguette to their list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity, which awards its special protected status. We'll see how protected it is, said Jean Valjean. <laughs> Note, please do French accent. I did it. <laughs> Georgia voters set a new single-day early voting record on Monday in the race between Herschel Walker and Senator Raphael Warnock. With over 301,000 people casting their ballots, wouldn't it be the first time coming early put Herschel Walker in a bind? Yeah, sure. That's what that deserved. A judge has ordered right-wing conspiracy theorists Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman to spend 500 hours registering low-income voters in the Washington, D.C. area after the two arranged thousands of robocalls designed to intimidate black voters. You're at home. You're minding your own business. There's a knock at the door. It's these two fucking dipshits with a clipboard rolling their eyes asking you if you're registered to vote. Why are they being punished, too? Why do judges only get creative when dealing with the biggest schmucks? We have jails, and they're terrible. <laughs> House Democrats have elected New York Representative Hakeem Jeffries to be minority leader, making him the first black person to lead a party's caucus in either chamber. And at 52 years old, he's practically a child bride. <laughs> per tradition, Nancy Pelosi presided over the ceremonial handing off of Bono's email address. <laughs> San Francisco supervisors have voted to give city police the option to deploy lethal robots in emergency situations. <laughs> now, a lot of local activists have raised the alarm about the danger posed to the community by Troni, the name we at the department lovingly call our little helper, the Killatron 6000. <laughs> and before you ask, Troni's pronouns are they, them. But they will also respond to, please, no. <laughs> Obviously, despite a lot of hyperbole on social media, no, this is not going to lead to armed robots patrolling the streets of San Francisco. That will come later, as we slowly grow acclimated to a world in which we are interacting with more and more autonomous machines in every facet of our lives, despite none of us collectively agreeing that this is the kind of world we'd like to live in. HBO has announced <laughs> a new documentary about the career of Nancy Pelosi, filmed by her daughter, Alexandra Pelosi. The documentary is titled Pelosi in the House, something Alexandra probably didn't have a ton of experience with. She's fucking busy. I don't know. 
Protests have begun across China in response to President Xi's draconian zero-COVID measures. Multiple news outlets have reported that legitimate tweets about the protest in Chinese cities are getting drowned out by a sudden influx of porn tweets that are stuffed with the same keywords. I tried to find all the real protest tweets amid the porn tweets, but I found I can only look for about 10 minutes without needing, like, a break. Elon Musk, who's famously never made a promise he didn't keep, said this week that he expects his company Neuralink to begin testing its brain chips in human trials in the next six months. If you're interested in signing up for the human trials, I've got some bad news. This device is only for people who have a brain. It's a catch-22. <laughs> there is no way to say the world's richest man wants to put a chip in your brain without sounding like an unmedicated conspiracy theorist, but this is coming straight from respected newspapers and also every angel I've talked to. Scientists at the University of Waterloo in Canada have designed what they are calling a splash-free urinal regardless of aim or angle. <laughs> Am I using these things correctly? Are people currently having a front row at SeaWorld experience that I'm not aware of that scientists need to resolve? Maybe so. A new study suggests that drinking eight glasses of water per day is too much for most people. If only the body had some way of telling us when it was time for us to drink water. If it could pose some sort of thirst trap, but for hydration. <laughs> Frontier Airlines has announced that it will end its customer service phone line. When reached for comment, <laughs> Frontier's last customer service phone agent was quoted saying, oh, you're firing me? Cost savings? Shifting to digital? That's fine. I don't feel anything anymore. My right ear, my headset ear, when I lie awake at night, I hear customers whispering obscenities, asking for refunds I cannot give. What's strange is, I can make it stop with an earplug, as if my brain really believes the sound is coming from outside my body. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> Merriam-Webster has selected gaslighting as 2022's word of the year. Other nominees included LGBTQIA, codify, and cancel culture. When asked how they came to choose the word, a representative from Merriam-Webster said, I already told you that. You always fucking do this. <laughs> when we come back, Jingle Bells. And we're back. Recently, Hallmark staple Candace Cameron Bure got in a fight with both JoJo Siwa and her Fuller House co-star Jody Swinton over her comments on creating a holiday rom-com empire at a new network named Great American Family. Said Bure to the Wall Street Journal of her new slate of movies, Great American Family will keep traditional marriage at the core. Okay, like this is really awkward because Love It or Leave It actually just made a deal to advertise all of Great American Family's new holiday movies. So it's kind of tricky. Like, on the one hand, the attacks on queer and trans Americans are getting more and more virulent. On the other hand, boy, I love a holiday rom-com. So fuck it, we'll do it live. Here we go. In this sequel to Valentine's Day and New Year's Day that made late director Gary Marshall claw his way out of the grave and physically fight the screenwriter, this year it's time to celebrate Insurrection Day. Ten interconnected tales of love ask the question, 
Where Were You on January 6th? And star an incredible ensemble of talented performers, grifters, scam artists, and ephibophiles, including Matt Gates, the QAnon shaman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump's chauffeur, and Leah Michelle. Oh, don't worry. She doesn't agree with the film's message. She just didn't read the screenplay. She said she didn't have the time. Fall in love... <laughs> and off the barricade erected around the Capitol while having a heart attack all over again. This Insurrection Day, answer Nancy Pelosi's phone. It could be love calling. Also, the phone is smeared in human shit. When we come back, gay Jews. And we're back. Joining me now for a very special pre-Hanukkah edition of Gay News we've titled Gay Jews. <laughs> it's both a queer and a Jew, the fabulous Margaret Cho and the wonderful Moshe Kosher. <laughs> and Lucia. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, that's so nice of you guys to give me such an adorable intro. Thank you. Or is it Margaret's Chihuahua that you guys are doing that for. What is that? Just for the people listening at home, you have a small dog. Yes. Named Lucia. Lucia Caterina. She's starring in next season of White Lotus, actually. <laughs> oh, cute. She's beautiful. She's perfect, someone says. She's perfect. Look, we live in an endless stream of anti-Semitism now, in a way that uh, I think has surprised all of us. <laughs> There's like two things happening at once. On the one hand, this conversation around Kanye West, including some of the things he's saying, have exposed a kind of strain of above-the-surface, old-school anti-Semitism and given it voice in a way that it hasn't had in recent past. It is giving it a level of prominence. It is giving sort of quarter to some of the worst elements in our society. And at the same time, it does seem as though a mentally ill person who does not get to use mental illness as an excuse for the views he holds is nonetheless being exploited by people who have an interest in using him and don't care about what happens to him. Nick Fuentes would not exploit a person. That's not his style. He's a good... <laughs> so I, I feel like I struggle with, like, is this funny or is this scary? Mm. And it's obviously both. But, like, how do you think about it? That's the classic Jewish dichotomy, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. We should write a history book. Is it funny or is it scary? It's both. Let's eat or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I, yeah, there is the um, there is that list of if you go through all the Jewish holidays, a surprising number of them are they tried to kill us. Let's eat. They, they tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. Yeah. yeah. Nazism is always funny until it really isn't. I mean, watching Kanye West in a fucking Formula One gimp suit being counseled by Alex Jones to dial it back a little bit. <laughs> It's like one of the truest, bizarre, surreal experiences of my life. As a lifelong hip-hop fan, by the way, this is not my first, second, or third heartbreak from a rapper revealing himself to have some interesting choices when it comes to the Jews. So, you know, there was Public Enemy, then there was Ice Cube, and then now Kanye. It's a fucking depressing. It's just scary and depressing, but also funny because... I think it's hilarious that Kanye West feels beset on all sides by the forces of iniquity and the way he's going to fight against it is fashion. To me, that <laughs> is, is so funny. It's like there's a global cabal of people that want to destroy me. They want to take me out and assassinate me. To fight it, I've got a really lovely paisley tunic that I've decided to... <laughs> it's too much. Well, it's also just they act like the Holocaust didn't happen. It's not that long ago. 
there are still people who experienced it who are alive now. It's really just a horrifying... I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I don't want to pay any attention to it, but it's just... It keeps drawing me back. It's almost you don't want to dignify it with a response, but the response is such outrage and such pain. And He's not anti-Semitic at all. No. Lucia just loves licking a Jew, and I she think does. to fight against global anti-Semitism, this small dog. She's winning the war. I did cover myself in matzo ball soup before I got here, so, as I always do before I perform. <laughs> But it emboldens people who really have bad intentions, who have bad ideas, who have guns. That's the main problem, is that Kanye can be a joke for as long as we laugh at it, but there are real people out there who don't even care about him and who he is and who his work is, but they're saying it's okay to hate, and that's what's frightening. But what's funny is, I mean, there's this great interview with Kanye where he's, they're like, did you want to dial any of this stuff back? And he's got this big gotcha moment where he pulls out this chart of entertainment executives and the, the, all the Jews are high lit and red and he's like, all Jews. As if he's breaking the news that Jews have a lot of jobs in the entertainment sector. <laughs> like, he also did a Netanyahu pun with a bottle of yoo and a net today on, on InfoWars. It's difficult to take that really seriously but I did feel for the first time after the Kanye thing, for the first time in my career, this is true, just to be a little vulnerable with the Love It or Leave It crowd, I felt scared to go on the road. I had two road dates coming up, and it was the first time I've ever had the experience of being like, I don't want to be on stage because comedians are so vulnerable. We're like, hey, if you want a loudmouth Jew to take down, I literally will be at the La Jolla Comedy Store December 9th. <laughs> Through the 11th, if you'd like to come see me. I'll be on stage. There's no security. Come and get it. I feel like this is the place to let people know that you'll need backup. This audience is backup. This audience is backup? Yeah. I'm not saying... No, no. I mean, I'm saying they could call for help. No. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they're good at calling 911. I'm going to tweet the shit out of this. <laughs> yep. Give me the audience of the drink champs or something if I need security. <laughs> I, I love, I, listen, I would love to engage in a really spirited debate over coffee with any of you. But I don't know if I trust you guys to defend me against hulking anti-Semites. But you know what I really wish is that Kanye would give Alex Jones a bigger jacket. Because his jacket is so tight and it just makes it's pushing all of his like rage and conspiracy up through his neck, making his neck really wide. Because he needs to go up like at least two sizes. His jacket is like really small. And Kanye is dressed like a ski instructor all the time now. They could kind of split the jacket yeah. difference, and both of them would have regular jackets. Or if, if, if Alex Jones would just put on Kanye's jacket, that would be, I think that would be an easy fix because his jacket is so big. That would be crazy if Alex Jones put on Kanye's jacket and immediately became like, he's like a Biden voter all of a sudden. He's yeah. like, you know what? I'm a centrist. I'm a pragmatic man. I've, I've had some blood flow issues, and I think I was misunderstood. There's something, there's something, that, there's something that happens to these right wing. Their voice, it goes up here. It gets very hard. They get very tight. They get their voices go back. It goes back, and they can talk for a very long time. But it's very much up here. It's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's really, really, constricted. really constricted. Another weird thing that happens to them is that they start. Did you see the Infowars stuff today? Oh, I saw that there was a Net and Yuhu thing. Yeah, the Net and Yuhu, and the classic. I actually, literally, I'll tell you what I, I read a, a bunch of stories about it, and when I saw the clip. 
I literally emailed everybody on the team and said, we can't use this footage. Like, we cannot participate in the spreading of basically virulent anti-Semitism combined with the exploitation of a mentally ill person in some kind of an episode. Because he's in an episode. He's wearing a ski mask. He is ranting. There are these two fucking vile bigots smiling, like, with, like kind of rubbing their hands together like they can't believe their luck. I fucking hate it. And, and it's funny. <laughs> and Alex Jones kept saying it was lit. That might be something you missed. But he's like, this shit, this is lit. It is lit. Up in here, it is lit. And I'm like, why do, why do these weird right-wing pundits start adopting hip-hop slang at some point? In there? Why is Newt Gingrich saying the word woke? I don't understand. Woke has become the da-bomb of our generation. And you know what else is to bomb? Some of these pre-written things we're going to do right now. <laughs> so here's how this works. We're going to do gay Jews, which is just gay news with some Jewish news mixed in. Great. <laughs> and so uh, here's how we're just going to kick it off. Margaret, I believe you have the first one. And we'll just That's go. Right. And how we go. We go into each one. We say, but up, up, but up, but up, but up, up, gay Jews. Okay. But up, up, but up, but up, 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 gay Jews. That's so many more bups than we can possibly keep track of. Okay. Can I do, like, it's, McDonald's it's, vibes? It's supposed to be, like, um, the newsreels that they showed in the movies during World War II, like, mm. uh, like almost like Morse code, like, bop, 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 mm. But it kind of has evolved into a McDonald's-like slogan. A ba da ba 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 I'm loving it, gay Jews. Great, great. Netanyahu. The World Health Organization announced this week that monkeypox will be renamed Mpox, though both names will be used for a year until monkeypox is phased out. If you find this change confusing, allow me to explain. The M stands for monkey. Gay Jews. Gay Jews. Donald Trump's own former anti-Semitism envoy has criticized his former boss for having dinner with Kanye West and white supremacist Nick Fuentes. The betrayal he must feel. It's almost like little Mr. Mazeltov wasn't some clever nickname after all. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Steven Spielberg said his parents were actually nagging him to make a film about them ahead of their deaths, saying, when are you going to tell that story about our family, Steve? Which, interestingly enough, is also why he made E.T. When are you going to tell that story about the little cross-dressing aliens, Steve? Huh? The family needs the tale to be told. A gender-fluid federal government official has been placed on leave after allegedly stealing a Vera Bradley suitcase from a baggage claim at the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport. The official wasn't arrested, however, since gender-fluid people can simply ooze between the cell bars like the T-1000. I just want to make one point about this. The fact that this person is gender fluid is only in the story because it's of use to the right. Like, their gender fluidity is not relevant to why they stole the suitcase. A lot of straight and cisgendered people stole suitcases today. Not as much news. However, that all being said, you can do two things, as far as I'm concerned. As a member of the LGBTQ community, you can steal suitcases. <laughs> Or you can have articles about you being a path-breaking federal official who's amongst the first gender-fluid person to ever have that job. You can't do both. I'm sorry. Once you've gone for the headlines, I support it. Love the headlines. You can't steal a suitcase. Absolutely. You've raised the bar on yourself. Look, who among us hasn't looked at the suitcases going by and thought, what could happen? <laughs> Is anyone watching? 
Look at that one. Look at that one. This place is filled with people. I could surely take one and get away with it. We've all thought that. We've all done it. But not once you've had the articles. Then you can't. Yeah. That's why I don't pick up like a quarter if I see it on the ground. As a Jew, I just don't, I can't be seen doing that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It fucking kills me not to. Well, there's a chance it's on a string and Kanye's got a fishing rod. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, he gets you with the net yeah. from the Netanyahu yeah. and he yeah. takes you. He's like, I can't get the coin. But up, up, and up, and up, gay Jews. New York City will have a Hanukkah-themed pop-up bar this December called the Maccabee Bar. If you're eager to try the pop-up but you're not Jewish, don't fret. The Maccabees were famous for their violent, forced conversions. If SantaCon hears about this, it will end in bloodshed. But up, up, and up, and up, 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 gay Jews. Walmart has removed from its website a $40 elegant sunscreen scarf that was actually a toilet or Jewish prayer shawl. How about I start marketing the rosary as tasteful anal beads and we see how the goyim like it? Can I say um, my favorite? I don't want to derail this segment because I think it's fucking. It is lit. It is lit. It is lit. It is lit. But can I tell you my favorite um, factoid about the talit? Mm-hmm. Do you, John, think that Hasidic Jews have sex through a hole in the sheet? Um, Do you believe that about your people? You have you heard? Have you heard yes, that? Yes, I've heard that. Of and course. have you have you heard that, Margaret? That mm-hmm. Hasidic Jews. Mm-hmm. So they don't. Obviously, that doesn't make any sense. Why would anyone fuck through a hole in the sheet? But. The reason people believe that is that in old European neighborhoods where Jews and non-Jews were living together, the Jews would hang their talit, their tzitzits, which are the ones that you put over your head. They're not the ones that you wrap. They're the ones that you wear under your garments. And the Mormons actually stole that from us. Uh, that's kind of our thing. We kind of <laughs> dropped that first, whatever. So the non-Jewish neighbors would walk by the laundry lines, and they would see a large square of cloth on the laundry line with a hole in it, and they would think what is a logical thought Ah, they must fuck through that thing. (laughs) And that was the only thing that occurred to them. But my favorite part of it is it's such a pervasive illusion about our people that most Jews believe that about our own people. So that myth actually has become mythology, and now we all believe it. But it's not true. Hmm. Trust me, I've seen Chassid's fuck, and it's hot. (laughs) It's famously hot. Gay Jews. Gay Jews. The Senate passed the Respect for Marriage Act with bipartisan support this week, bringing Congress one step closer to codifying protections for same-sex and interracial marriages. Thank you to the gays and the interracial couples for helping us respect marriage despite the best efforts of the Bachelor Extended Universe. Two rabbis worked with Qatari officials to make kosher bagels available to observant Jews who may attend the World Cup Games. I have to come out against this. It shouldn't be easier to get a decent bagel at a soccer game in Qatar than in all of Los Angeles. <laughs> they needed, of course, two rabbis because traditionally one does all the work and the other complains about how they're, they're not as good as the bagels back home. There are some places to get great bagels in Los Angeles. In fact, I've heard that L.A. Is, actually has better bagels right now. I have heard this. Nancy Silverton herself told me the best bagel in America is in Los Angeles. I have to right say, now. I have to say, I believe it to be true. And I tested it on my parents. And my parents, who are impressed by nothing, and whose emotional range is between a, a really a four and a six, <laughs> when I say that they, they were like, Jonathan, we didn't think these bagels were going to be what you said they were. But I think Los Angeles has the best bagels in America. I agree. I agree. I left that in because it was a good joke. 
No, no. I, and I read it and was offended by it, but uh, due to commitment to you and to what you do creatively, I finished the joke. And it wasn't until the end when I said, you know what? This is bullshit. Joke is shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good joke. It's, it's just, a great joke. It's just inaccurate, and I think we can all take a stand. And actually, I don't think Kanye would like that joke. And that's the most important thing. But up, up, it up, it up, gay juice. You didn't do it all with me. Oh, but up, but up, but up, but up, gay juice. Broadway's two dear Evan Hansens, Ben Platt and Noah Galvin, announced their engagement on Instagram. I'm sorry, dear Evans Hansen is. I misspoke. Is that true? That they're engaged? That the two Evan Hansons are engaged? Two of the Evan Hansons. Wow, that's interesting. There are multiple Evan Hansons. Oh, there's many? Well, there's at least two. So there's like a Evan Hansen multiverse. Yeah, sure. Wow. And each of them is waiting through a window. No? You're yeah. right about that, audience. <laughs> each one of them is realizing a really important lesson. It's okay to treat mourning people with a sociopathic indifference as long as you feel bad about it. Wrote Galvin. <laughs> wrote Noah Galvin about the engagement. I said yeehaw and then cried for like seven hours. That's a standard Friday night for me, but congrats, I guess. <laughs> I don't say yeehaw. But up, up, it up, it up, 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 Following West's pro-Hitler statements on InfoWars, the House Judiciary GOP Twitter account finally deleted their tweet declaring Kanye Elon Trump, presumably after remembering three people can't run on the same ticket. In an interview with The Forward about the Fablemans, Tony Kushner discussed his friendship with Steven Spielberg, saying that the two of them enjoy being in shul together. Stars. They're just like us, lying about enjoying being in shul. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu clarified that the Jerusalem Pride Parade will still happen after a newly appointed right-wing member of his cabinet vowed to cancel the event, calling it a promiscuous abomination. Promiscuous abomination. The life and times of producer Brian is hitting the shelves this spring. Brian wrote that. Gay juice. And finally, Black Panther star Tinoch Huerta tweeted a thread in Spanish declaring, among other things, that he enjoys eating ass. And if your February 14th doesn't end in golden showers, to me, you are single. <laughs> <laughs> Please bow your head and pray for the engineers putting out the fires in the Duolingo mainframe as we speak. Thank you so much to Margaret and Moshe. Margaret will be touring in 2023. Check out her site. What's the site? Margaretcho.com. And pray she's coming to a city near you. And also watch Fire Island. She's so good in Fire Yay. Island. Thank you. And go listen to Moshe's podcast, Endless Honeymoon. Yeah. And when are, where are your dates? Oh, I really will if you want to capture me or attack me. Be in La Jolla at the Comedy Store December 9th through the 11th. It's one of my favorite clubs in the country. And at the Grand Lake Theater in Oakland for New Year's Eve with a bunch of unbelievable comedians. Uh, tinyurl.com slash Oakland 2023 for tickets to that. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. Check out those shows. When we come back, get out the dog whistles. It's a country club Republican. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. 
Love It or Leave It is brought to you by WikiHole on Wondery. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia, but that's okay because you can learn all about it on the new podcast, WikiHole from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. We love Darcy. Love Darcy. And if you listen to WikiHole, you learn that is the sciencey term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster, starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders how the hell did we get here. Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? Would you read a book? Would you show up for a friend? I mean, maybe I'd hang out with a friend. I don't know if I would show up for a friend. Well, okay. Good to know. Good to know. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, then you check your screen time on your phone and it's always like six hours a day. Mm. I feel there's a lot of people running around playing busy, you know? Yeah. If you're on your phone for six hours, you could be less busy. You could be less busy. Just put your phone down. I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. That's what therapy's for. It helps figure out these problems. (laughs) Put down your phone for an hour during therapy. Yeah, you can't be on your phone during therapy. They hate it. (laughs) But they can't stop you. It's your hour. Anyway, the point is, everybody needs therapy. I need it. John needs it. Anyone else? Anybody else? <laughs> no, that's it. Just that's the two it. of us Just need it. Just the two of us. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. Pod Save America is brought to you by Helix. If you're looking for better sleep, you need to upgrade your mattress with Helix. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released and high-end Helix Elite Collection, mm. a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids, which Charlie has. Charlie has a Helix mattress now, just for kids, in his uh, race car bed. Very nice. excited, very happy about it. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes, and uh, it ships straight to your door free of charge. They even offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. If you're a side sleeper, you can choose a model with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief. There are also models with more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, check out enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating while you sleep. It's no wonder Helix has over 12,000 five-star reviews. And you, you've loved your Helix I love I got a Don Lux. There you go. And there you go. It's great. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash crooked. That's helixsleep.com slash crooked. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And we're back. Donald Trump's grip on the Republican Party has been weakened this fall after most of the candidates he endorsed had their extremist asses handed to them in the midterms. Many GOP politicians and operatives now say it's time to leave Trump behind, much like the YMCA echoing through a half-empty rally stadium. We've all heard this song before. Are Republicans truly ready to cut Trump loose this time, or will they fall back in line ahead of the 2024 primaries? Here to discuss it, please welcome a lifelong Republican voter, Bunny Weatherford. Oh, wow. Bunny, thank you for being here. Ah, Look at this happy Thursday. Oh, no. That sucks. I know you must be, you seem happy, but please sit. Can I sit here? Look at you. 
Oh God. Lot of lot of look at this gorgeous crowd. I'm surprised <gasps> you're in such good spirits. You must be having a rough a rough few weeks. Yeah, listen, you know, you can't really imagine. Um and you know me, I don't want to complain. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but you know, last week was rough. A couple bad weeks. First, you know, my sons, Chase and Chess. Um <laughs> They overslept for their flights on Thanksgiving, and they almost missed our pre-cocktail property walk on Thanksgiving. Wow. Sad. And that's tough. You know, I'm a horse advocate. You know, I love horses. You love horses. I love horses. Mm -hmm. And the day after Thanksgiving, um, my horse masseuse announces she's quitting. Wow. That must have been tough. Sorry, my horses bite occasionally, Gail. Maybe they'd be less stressed if you did your job. Nobody wants to work hard anymore, John. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a lot to unpack, uh, but I was actually talking about specifically the GOP flopping in the midterms. Oh, yeah. That, John. Sorry. Is that John with an H or no H? It's no H. Why? No reason. <laughs> Listen, okay. I voted for Donald Trump twice, obviously, of course. But, you know, I was just telling the girls at Pickleball... I think the party, you know, maybe need a little bit of a shake-up. Really? So you've had enough of Trump? Yeah. Listen, John, I'm not one of those crazies, okay, with a Confederate flag bumper sticker and, like, a loose gun just janging all around in my handbag, okay? I'm an old-fashioned Republican. I'm a normal Republican. I wear a pastel capri pant. I keep my gun in the glove compartment. I masturbate once a year to Mitt Romney. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know the type. You know, Tulsa King is your favorite show, I'm assuming. (laughs) You know, it's the best show on television, John. It's a gangster in the country. Okay? That's cool. (laughs) I heard, you know, it's got a second season. People love it. Yeah, no, people love it. People love Tulsa King. It seems like a real... Of all parties. Of all parties. Not just Republicans. No. Democrats, Saturday night parties. Every party. Sex parties. People watch it alone. They watch it in groups. They watch it while they're having sex. And it's on a channel. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. That's where RuPaul is. (laughs) And Survivor. (laughs) Mm, Okay. (laughs) You know, not a huge fan. I got (laughs) it. I got it. Okay. And I can only be pushed so far. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy, it's still Thursday. Uh, okay, listen, I get it. You use the word summer as a verb. Yes, okay, but it's wine o'clock somewhere. Yep. You had me at Merlot. Uh-huh. I don't give a sip. You get it. Uh, we get it. We, and we get it. You get it. Okay, so for me, listen, it was bad enough that Trump, you know, caused the whole song and dance at the Capitol. And the, you know... All right. The yelling, the vandalism. I mean, it's a federal building. It's not a public school. Oh, (laughs) Unbelievable. Look, they didn't cause a whole song and dance. Trump incited an insurrection. (laughs) Insurrection? (laughs) Okay. I think we can all agree that's taking it a little bit too far. (laughs) Listen, my friend Dennis was there. Shh. Um... And he said the gallows they built, they weren't even structurally sound. It was really just more for show. Okay, so my point is, okay, I have a point. And and it's going to be a great one. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. Live, Um, laugh, love. First of all, important, bless your heart. Um, My point is that Trump is doing something very much worse now. Okay, something that's honestly, in my eyes, it's unforgivable. Hosting dinners for anti-Semites and white nationalists. 
No, he's losing elections. Oh, I see. How silly of me. Okay, don't look at me. Don't look, okay. I mean, look at me, but <laughs> don't at, look at uh, me like that. Okay. Okay. How do you, I'll look but at, look at me. Look at you. Because I need to feel seen. And I'm seeing <laughs> Are you seeing me? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see you. Okay, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be misunderstood here because I feel like sometimes I can, you know, there's a certain preconceived notion. I was appalled when I heard that Trump had dined with Kenny West and Nick Fuentes at Margo Lago. Okay? I was uh, appalled. And I don't use the word appalled lightly. Well, that, actually, that's great to hear. I'm, okay. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you, because the leader of our party should not be fraternizing with Holocaust deniers or people who praise Adolf Hitler. Not sure why you whispered that. We are... <laughs> Adolf... Yeah, I get it. You got the first name. The point is, we're on the same page, Bunny. Total agreement Is there, there. another page to be on? No, that's the great page no, to be on. that is the page we're all that's, on, we're on the right? Same page because on Trump that. associating with these people makes us look bad, and then we... It costs us votes. Oh, I, I see the problem. So you're appalled that Trump is hanging out with anti-Semites because it's bad optics. John. Yeah? You make that sound so naughty why? and negative. I don't, bad I don't, optics. Why'd you get flirtatious? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying you make it sound so unappealing. Okay. What about making optics more appealing? You know what I mean? I guess. I'm going to let you in on a secret, okay? Please. It's not how upstanding normal Republicans, citizens, do business, okay? For example, there are no Jewish people at my country club, right? That doesn't surprise me. I didn't know that, but that does not surprise me. I'm sure that that's true. Do you think that we just have like a big no Jews allowed sign nailed to the front door? Do you think we march around with lit torches screaming, Jews will not replace us? I'm guessing that you don't. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. You don't no. do. You still don't have Jews, but you don't do those no, things. No, we simply reject their membership applications <laughs> quietly and on very expensive cardstock. I don't think you. Okay. Uh, look, what? So you have no issue. What I, is the problem? What is the problem? So it just seems as though just open you have your no, mind. Uh, my, okay. Here's the thing. I think you have no issue with the substance of MAGA hate and bigotry. You just want it to be a little bit more refined. Whatever happened to dog whistles? Jo- what did you call dog them? Dog whistles. Dog whistles. Whatever happened? You like whatever happened? It's quiet. Well, it's, whatever happened to coded language? Leaving a little wiggle room for deniability. Listen, I don't know about you, but do you want to live in a polite society? Sure. Okay. I I mean, obviously, that would be great. Okay, I want to live in a polite society with tablecloths and euphemisms and coasters and no Jews or black people. Okay, see, this is where... Yeah, you want it to be classy. You don't want it to be. You don't. I want it to be in a classy way. You don't want to be confronted by what you want. You just want to get what you want. You don't want to be exposed to the kind of people that also want what you want. You just want to live in a world where you you want to live, laugh. You want to live, live, laugh, and I want to love love in a world without non-white cisgendered people from your neighborhood that is white. I don't hear everything. I don't. I, I honestly hear. don't even. I don't hear it all. I don't, I don't know what to say to somebody like you. Okay. Well, you don't know what to say? Oh, that part's easy. You just say something disparaging about New York types, and then you wink, and sorry, you take you a wink s- again? Okay. And then you take a sip of your sidecar. I wasn't asking for dog whistle tips, Bunny. <laughs> I'm one of those New York types. You realize that? There's no H in John. Remember? I'm a New York type. I'm going to be honest with you. 
Okay. I did not know that. All right. But I am confident that if you look back in our conversation, I think you'll find I've said nothing for which I could be held accountable professionally or socially. All right. Well, Bunny, I obviously think you're an odious person. Thank you. And no... And even that cloud of Chanel number five can't mask the stench of your rotting soul. I really enjoy you as well. That, but if the love, it's like Seriously. I'm not getting, it's like I can't get through no, to her. No, but if this that is lo- good. Let's it, all just hear each other. We're not, you're not hearing. Okay, but look, if that logic is what leads you and other Republicans to finally diss Trump, I guess that's a net positive. Well, whoa. Okay. Mom, mom. <laughs> Sounds are coming out of me. Um, I'm not ditching Donald Trump. No, who said that? That's insane. I'm just, you know, eyeing some other possibilities. There's that voice again. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just keeping it alive. It's like when our au pair, Anya, okay, thought she might get deported. I started interviewing other au pairs. JIC, just in case. Although that's a bad example because I caught Anya loading the dishwasher wrong and turned her over to Icy. But, um. Icy. 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 Um, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. So you might, you yeah, hear we my de- point. We definitely hear your point. So you might still vote for Trump again after everything that's happened the insurrection, the midterms, the white supremacist dinner. I mean, if he turns out to be our best option. I mean, I have to think strategically, John. Am I saying that right? John, yeah. John? It's No, it's just, you say it as, no, I see the problem. You say it as if there's an H. Sean. No, just imagine an H, and now just say it. Say it as if it had the H. John. No, see, you're making it John? so much, Just John. Juan. Nope, not Juan. I see why you- Are you gay? I'm sure, for sure gay. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I have to think strategically, okay? I can't just be, like, going with whatever whim I have, okay? Uh November 2024 is a long way away. Ron DeSantis could have had sex with and or be eaten by an alligator by then. (laughs) And then where will we be, okay? Yes, I agree. Trump is uncivilized. All right, I think we can all agree on that. But he's not going to do something completely crazed like cancel student loan debt. Oh, my God. Okay, look. So there's nothing Trump could do or say that would make him categorically unfit for office in your mind. There's just what helps or hurts the GOP. Is there anything else? There's right and there's wrong, Bunny. Yes, right wing and wrong. That's what I said. No, no, right and wrong. Right wing and wrong. Are we not saying the same thing? All right, get out of here. GOP voter Bunny Weatherford, everybody. Oh, girl. Sip's about to go down. Corks are for quitters, you guys. Thanks so much. Happy Thursday. Andrea Savage, everybody. Go watch Tulsa King on Paramount Plus. When we come back, more holiday cheer. What's the only thing more traditional than a Republican voter? That's right. It's another classic holiday rom-com from the good people at Great American Family. Christmas is a time for family, and no family gets crazier than the cast of my big, fat Caucasian wedding. When an Anglo-Saxon Protestant princess played by Melissa Joan Hart and a spicy Irish Catholic played by Chris Pratt set their wedding date for Christmas Day, white-hot sparks fly, and I do mean white. Their love might be pure, but can it survive the explosive gauntlet of passive-aggressive sighs and silent eye rolls? 
from not one but two crazy families. And I do mean crazy. In the literal sense, there is severe alcoholism on both sides of the aisle, and no one will ever talk about it. And they certainly won't be starting now. Kelsey Grammer, John Voight, and Scott Baio round out this uncle-heavy wedding comedy alongside the mother of the bride, Caitlyn Jenner. Will these two cuckoo Caucasians make it to the altar? Probably. They don't know how to have an actual conversation. This year, be sure to say I do to my big fat Caucasian wedding. Opa. Doesn't make sense. When we come back, it's time for some reality versus reality TV. And we're back. This week, we as a nation continue to grapple with two incredibly complicated, morally compromised events, the World Cup and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Here to discuss both in a segment we like to call Reality vs. Reality TV, it's Danielle Schneider of the Incomparable Bitch Sesh Podcast and Crooked World Cup expert Ryan Wallerson. Hi. Hi, Ryan. Hi there. Hello. Now, here's how this works. We tackle two topics. We tackle them at once. They're both topics, in this case, that I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> I have never seen a frame of either of these programs, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, sure. and something called the World Cup. It's the World Cup. That is it. We talked about this backstage. You asked me, how many World Cup games have I seen? And you, I said, this time or in my whole life? And you said the number is the same. The number is the same. <laughs> All right, so let's kick it off. I will start with you, Danielle. Please. Do you really think Mia's feet are a size 13? It's so interesting that the biggest insult on these shows is like, she's got big feet. I'm like, we can do better. Um, but do I think they're size 13? Sure, she's a bigger woman. Tall. So yeah, sure, why not? Thank you. <laughs> do you have any context, or are you just saying this phonetically? <laughs> Over to you, Ryan. <laughs> Given what we know about the World Cup, why have no soccer teams boycotted? Uh, because FIFA threatened them with on-field sanctions. There was an effort for several of the team's captains to wear armbands uh, toward an initiative called One Love. And FIFA, right before the tournament began, basically said, you wear those, we're giving you a yellow card right when the games begin. And the captains are important players for their teams. They can't be taking yellow cards at the beginnings of the games. So... The teams folded, and they did not wear the armbands. But that is the reason that we're not seeing more protests. And a yellow card is a terrible thing to get. A yellow card is a terrible thing to get. It's basic. It's a warning. And a warning. think of it as two warnings, and you're out the game. Wow. So you can't start the game with a warning. Basically, the first time you make a mistake, make a, a bad foul, you would, a second yellow results in a red, and a red card means you're off the field. And in Real Housewives world, that would be like being demoted to a friend. <laughs> friend of. <laughs> I have no idea. Do we have a napkin? Yeah. All right, here's my question for you, Danielle. Can sure. you fold this napkin into a, a Candace triangle? <laughs> now, <laughs> Thank you, Kendra. For those people that don't know, there's a woman on The Real Housewives of Potomac that when she cries, she's also a beauty queen, so she knows how to cry without smearing her makeup. And what she does, it's, very, it's a talent. And so she takes a hard, stiff napkin and she takes it in like a triangle like this, okay? And then jabs it. <laughs> jabs it in her eye in a way that makes me think it's dangerous. <laughs> like, this woman is not going to be able to be seen, but her makeup will be beautiful. That's but yeah, serious technique. It. 
It isn't it beautiful? Like I've never done it before because I've been too afraid, but <laughs> now it feels like the time. And honestly, careful. My cornea is gone. <laughs> Ryan, did you see that guy that ran on the field with the rainbow pride flag? Are you like all of us, terrified on his behalf? So he has been banned from World Cup matches for the remainder of the tournament. But from what I understand, he's been released from the authority, so we don't need to be too concerned about him. Okay. Unfortunately, only because it was recognized that the flag that he was wearing was not the LGBTQ flag, but the like international peace flag. They're very similar, but not the same. Oh. So, so he's kinda... not brave. <laughs> Danielle. Yes. Can you please explain the fight between Team Mia versus Team Wendy in 30 seconds or less? Oh, I can do it in 10. <laughs> Mia spilled a drink on Wendy, and Wendy didn't fight back. She just started to say that her husband and her have like affairs with lots of people. And so, you know, what's worse, spilling a drink on someone? And I will say that that's par for the course in Housewives. Spilling a drink on someone is like saying hello. And um, But Wendy did not fight back. She only fought back with words because she is a professor and she uses her words and not violence. Okay. <laughs> Again, I feel like I have to explain that better to you. No, but so... Yeah. There's no one wins or loses. The audience wins. How do you know when a season is over? Like on Survivor, there's one person left. Andy Cohen tells us. But like on Survivor, there's one person left. At The Amazing Race, somebody... You realize they're in America again, which is the place they want to be when the winner is announced because for legal reasons, it seems. Yes. Like they need to be in America for contracts. For who? The Real Housewives? No, for Amazing Race. Well, in Real Housewives, they also need to be in America right now because one of them is under arrest and can't leave the country. (laughs) So they're very similar. uh, Ryan. Yes. What are some of the more notable protests that have been happening around this World Cup? Uh, So the Iranian national team did not sing their national anthem, like at the beginning of the game. Uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So obviously in solidarity with... All of the people who were rooting for the United States in the knockout stage game, uh, U.S.-Iran, the winner would go on to the cup. After the U.S. won, Iranian people are on social media applauding the Americans for the victory. So the Iranian team was in solidarity with them. They got a mixed reaction on their welcome home to Iran after the cup. Let's check on these guys for just for a few weeks because the, their government is not happy with them. There was a moment when um, Joe Biden, I guess, found out the team had won and then went back to the microphone and said, like, hey, you guys here, America beat the Iranians in the World Cup. Isn't that cool? That's Joe Biden as best. Don't you think just him just sort of letting people know the scores? <laughs> he's the guy that would, like, get the score wrong, though. Like, <laughs> he's the type of guy that watches, like, the first 70 minutes and it's scoreless. And then he's like, yeah, you know, we scoreless tie. He doesn't know about, like, the 90th plus five game winner. He's the type of dude that you have to, like, tell him manual update type, for sure. Okay, a nice moment for Joe Biden ruined. Uh, No nice moments for Joe Biden. (laughs) Ryan, of the teams who were eliminated, who is going home to roses and who is going home to tomatoes being hurled at them from the tarmac? Ooh. All right, this is a good one. Um, Saudi Arabia acquitted themselves quite well on the field. They did not make it through the group stage, but they beat Argentina played one match to a draw against Poland and then lost to Mexico, but scored a goal in that match where they 
basically eliminated Mexico. So they said, all right, we're eliminated. You're coming with us. So they did very well. Canada as well. They weren't in the World Cup for about 36 years. Didn't make it out, but great to see them there. Why not? What happened? Why not? Where were they? Where have they been? So the World Cup final, like the, the competition, the World Cup is the final of a four year odyssey. Basically, these teams are all qualifying over the interim between the competitions. The actual World Cup is played between teams that, you know, have fought to get here. And so Canada didn't qualify for multiple World Cups. I'm not going to do the math on it and get it wrong on your live show, but I do know that it's 36 years since they were in the last one. Does it have something to do with it so cold? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, I mean, they do excel at hockey up there, right? Right. But, honest, but like, no, they're, they're, they're good on at the soccer. frozen tundra, they can't hit the ball. Well, <laughs> the, the ball bounces weird. The, are the there wind other, blows. Do the Finnish show up? What about the Swedes, the Norwegians? Are they involved in soccer? So Scandinavia has a presence. Denmark is a team that's going to be getting tomatoes when they get back to Copenhagen because they were a popular dark horse pick to win the World Cup. Ranked 10th in the world, I think, after getting to the semifinals in the Euros last summer. And they didn't make it out of their group. They got eliminated as well. So they're going to be getting tomatoes to Canada's flowers. Wow. I like to think of it as rotten tomatoes for like... <laughs> well, no, the, the Scandinavians are too polite to throw rotten tomatoes. They're going to throw super fresh tomatoes that can be caught and eaten. Like, you didn't do well, but you're probably hungry. So here, we're not, we're not pleased with you, but we, we still care about you. Ki- that, those, ki- those are the Danes. There's kindness to the Danes. Ab- yeah. It's just, it's built into them. Absolutely yeah. great people. They take yeah. you in. They take people in yeah, famously. Hamlet. Very kind. We don't know each other very well, Danielle. No, we don't, but I feel like we do. But based on the last five minutes you've spent with me, which Real Housewives show should I watch? You? Please give me the hard sell. The hard sell. I'm going to say Potomac. Potomac is firing on all cylinders right now. Sometimes something doesn't even have to be going on, and these women are strong. They're funny. They're smart. They go for it. They put their lives on their line. Like Beverly Hills, sometimes you feel like Elisa Rinna is performative. She knows the game. She's a soap opera star. Potomac, they're real Housewives. <laughs> Thank you. What a sound. I'm going to check that out. That sounds cool. So just to sum things up, Ryan, the World Cup is unifying entertainment with a morally compromised price tag. How do we think about that? How do we think about watching something taking place in Qatar, something that required a great deal of corruption and inhumane treatment to exist at all? It is a, it's a balance, you know, because... On one hand, you have love of the beautiful game. And then on the other hand, you have the lives of the migrant workers who died to build these stadiums. And what is the significance of that? Is it something that we should enjoy at all, knowing that people's families are changed forever in the effort of building stadiums that didn't need to be built if the competition was awarded to a country that had the infrastructure already set up, like the United States? But once the ball starts to get kicked, we have a bad habit as a society of forgetting all of that stuff and just kind of focusing on the game. I think it's really important, even if you're going to let yourself enjoy the competition, enjoy these matches, and on the field, the matches have been extremely compelling. I just think it's important for us to not forget the stakes off of the field, the people who don't have voices, who need our help, and the platforms that people have in order to... Make sure that these messages keep getting heard and that we keep pushing for equality and for fairness for these people. 
So, Danielle. Oh. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to talk about Real Housewives after no, that. <laughs> no, you'd, you'd be amazed at how, how easy it is. Elizabeth Holmes received 11 years in jail for her federal fraud case, while reality stars Todd Chrisley received 12 years and wife Julie Chrisley got seven years in their combined federal tax fraud case. How fucked do you think Jen Shaw is feeling right now, and who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Jen Shaw is the most interesting housewife in Salt Lake City, and I have to say, for a woman facing many years in prison, she seems light as air. (laughs) She is easy, breezy cover girl. I've never seen someone facing so much prison time that's like holding maracas and is like, it's time for Cinco de Mayo! (laughs) But that said, she's fucked. (laughs) Um, I think she's going to get a lot of time because I think that there's just so many charges and yes she did admit she's guilty which I think will take some time as opposed to going to trial but I think she's probably going to get at least seven or eight years which is tough Ryan last question should we just give up on calling it soccer and embrace football I mean so the the deal was winner of the USA London gets to pick the name of the sport right but they drew so this debate is going to continue until they match up again that's a good idea I didn't know that that was happening when do they play again? We don't know. I we mean, don't even know. We don't, I, I will it's say. It's a surprise. The way it works in soccer, it's a surprise when they play. They're both in the knockout round on opposite sides of the bracket. So it's a possible final matchup until one of them's eliminated. What? <laughs> they might play in the final. They might they play, might in, the play final. in the final because America's still in it. They're both still in it. We're still in it. Yep. Are we good? Is America good? All right. This is, this is a complicated answer. But okay, I'm going so no. to give, give you the bars. Are we good down. or not? The women are fantastic. The women are great. The women are fantastic. Yes. Clap for that. This is the most talent that the United States men's national team has ever had. What does that mean in the greater scheme of world football? I'm glad they got out of their group. They're facing the Netherlands on Saturday. Good team. Beatable team. It's probably Argentina after that, and I don't think they have a shot in that one if they make it. How are we struggling against the Netherlands? Such a small country. We're America. We're so big. We've got so much space. Have you seen the height? In the Netherlands? Aren't they like the tallest people in the it's world? It's because they have all those tulips. <laughs> it's because of the tu- it's because of the tulips. And 6'4 defenders. 6'4 defenders. America's getting shorter. It's because of so much corn syrup on our fucking boot. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danielle. And everybody go listen to Bitch Sesh. And everybody check out World Corrupt on the Pod Save the World feed, which Ryan has been producing. It's an amazing show to learn more about the shit show that the entire world has been watching this World Cup. When we come back, hot takes. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home. On top of the wide variety of houseplants available, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee... 
They offer free plant consultation forever. Mike Pence should have gotten one of those after the election day. <laughs> <laughs> the experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why Fast Growing Trees is perfect for me because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code LOVEIT at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. No matter what Santa leaves under the tree this year, you won't find a more priceless gift than Mel Gibson's latest directorial triumph, 10 Things I Hate About Jews. Part Shakespearean adaptation, part protocols of the elders of Zion, this teen romp is an instant anti-globalist classic. Mel isn't waiting to be pulled over for drunk driving to say what he really thinks anymore. Starring two desperate unknown actors, Mel asks to get in his car while driving past the Scientology Center, as well as a Jewish star turned by Kanye West, who despite being told repeatedly that he was on a film set and not at a real holiday party, proceeded to do take after take while eating prop food and ranting about various media figures at several elderly background actors. Will the two pickup truck owners and feisty virgins wind up married and planning their first gender reveal by Christmas? Only if they can outsmart a shadowy cabal that's pulling all the strings. Ten things I hate about Jews. This Christmas, celebrate the birth of Jesus by making sure your kids know who killed him. When we come back, hot takes. And we're back. Before we get to Hot Takes, couple notes. Josie Toda, Alicia Pasqual-Pena, and Yasmin Hamidi are back with a brand new episode of Dare We Say, and this week they have a very special guest. That's right, it's me. <laughs> Tune into this week's episode to hear us chat and play your favorite new game, putting chaotic celebrities into cabinet positions. It was really fun. It was a really great segment. Check out Dare We Say. New episodes every Thursday. Listen wherever you get your podcast. And... Cricket Coffee's best-selling coffee accessory, the Cold Brewer, is back in stock. It's sold out. It's just in time for the holidays. Nothing better than waking up to delicious homemade cold brew, and the Cold Brewer makes it really easy and much more affordable than a daily Starbucks run. Doesn't stop me, though. And then... <laughs> Gotta try this Cold Brewer. I didn't realize you could make coffee at home. Do people know that? You, can, you know you guys know that. I didn't realize that you could... I was like, no, they have to have a... What do you mean make coffee at home? That's insane. Look at all this equipment it requires. No, you go to the place and get the coffee. It's a wall of stuff to make coffee. People do that at home? Or you can make a car at home? What are you talking about? But anyway, people do it. They make coffee at home, and this cold brew is apparently a way to do it. This <laughs> is not... No, I'm serious. No, Malcolm's laughing. You can make coffee at home. It's wild. It's like, okay, why does Starbucks need a whole building? <laughs> Crazy. 
Okay. Yeah, make it at home. As always, every Crooked Coffee order supports Register Her, an organization working to register and activate millions of women across the country to vote. Head to crooked.com slash coffee to grab yours today before they sell out again. All right, now, please welcome back to the stage Moshe, Margaret, Danielle, and Andrea. Now for a segment we call Hot Takes. Each of us will have 30 seconds to defend an absolutely despicable position as if it originated in did our own gorgeous brain. You did. And now you're going to do it again. We each get one skip, but the take that follows the skip could be worse. All right, that's how it works. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Margaret, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, but my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is still a masterpiece. Okay, I can defend this. Yeah, my dark twisted beautiful fantasy, whatever order the words come in, is still a masterpiece. The only reason that someone going through a mental health crisis is able to get in front of millions of people is because his art was so good and the magic he created so lasting, his impression on the culture so permanent that someone who is so broken is not being stopped from being exposed to millions of people. Do you know how good your art has to be to be this fucked up and still getting interview after interview after interview? He should be ranting outside a public library. This is not a person that should be on fucking television. The reason is because his art help people, shape people, shape music for a generation. It sucks, but it's true. Do we clap? I guess. <laughs> I it's a shitty situation. What are we clapping? Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. passion. The yeah. passion. Okay, just, I just want to know. Yeah, I don't know. Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. Oh, uh, next up, uh, Moshe, this one, it seems, is for you. It says, I'm funnier than my wife. <laughs> Take it away, Moshe. You can also skip it. I, I, and she's really funny. She's really she funny. She is super funny. She is really funny and beautiful and just a perfect person in so many ways. But? But I'm going to pass. Oh, wow. It's a pass. <laughs> All right, Moja, it says here, I want my podcast to succeed more than I want my child to succeed. Okay, I'm funnier than Natasha in so many demonstrable ways. <laughs> I can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I want my podcast to succeed more than I want my child to succeed because her success is her own business. And my business is show business. <laughs> and there's no business like it. I've but, heard that. I've heard there's no business like it. Have you heard that? Like uh, yeah. And so, I, listen, here's what I really think. If you check out my podcast and you listen to one episode, any episode at random, you will enjoy it and be so much more engaged by it mentally than any conversation you have with my four-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> that I just think it's more important to the zeitgeist than what we're living in right yeah. now. So, unfortunately, Ooh. thank you for... I don't know if that's for my podcast or against my daughter, but I'll take it. <laughs> thank you, Moshe. Let's see what's up next. I am, a <laughs> I am a fag hag first and a comedian second. I agree. I mean, I think that's true. I'm haggy. I don't really like to say the F word because I think it's weaponized and used against us. But I love hag. I'm hag to the core, hag to the bone. I will always be... I owe so much to gay men. You know, when you grow up as like a fat girl in school and you get bullied a lot, like the only companion you have is a sissy boy and you just need and rely on that boy. And we are to the death. I am a hag 
forever for life. I love it. You know, I it's funny because I loved your stand-up. And I was drawn to your sitcom. I was like, oh, my God, Margaret Cho has a sitcom. I'm going to watch every episode. And I did. And, like, I loved it because I loved you. And then you did a bunch of specials about how horrible the experience was of making that Mm -hmm. that sitcom. And then I sort of had to do some reflection. But then I loved those specials, too. And there was something about that show, despite all the hardship that went into making it, it had queer energy. Yeah. It totally had queer energy. Thank you. I feel so thrown under the bus right now. (laughs) (laughs) You and Margaret came off feeling like complete heroes at the end of your rant. And I was just like, my daughter, my wife, get them the fuck out of (laughs) here. I disagree, Moshe. I think your statement came through very clear. (laughs) That you are very much more interested in your podcast. And your child has nothing to offer. I think that was clear. Okay, when you put it like that, I do come off like a good guy. Yeah, Yeah. I think you came off... Very authentic. I thought, yeah, I felt like I saw you I, for the first time. <laughs> I feel seen by seeing you. All right, let's see what's next. Oh. So, okay, this has. Okay. Can you? All right. So this Danielle, is easy. Wait, but you have to tell people this is a podcast. So okay. we have three pictures of people I don't recognize. One says fuck, one says marry, okay. one says kill. Now, all three of them have been in legal trouble. And everyone should know that Apollo from Real Housewives of Atlanta, he was in jail for some sort of fraud. Um, I would fuck him. And then because, you know what? He did his time. He's a good dad. God bless him. And then there is Joe Giudici, who also went to jail for some sort of fraud and also for (laughs) maybe being in the country illegally. And now he's done his time. And he now has to live in Italy. And I would marry him because I love Italy. And, <laughs> and then Tom Girardi is married to Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And he's done a lot of bad things, including taking money from widows and children of the plane crash of Lion Airlines. He's a very bad man. Does he have and a cool podcast at all? He has all? an amazing <laughs> podcast. And he's also funnier than your wife. <laughs> you're going to say than me. (laughs) Um, And I would definitely kill him because he's a bad man. (laughs) But he's the only one who has not served jail time because he is in a, he hasn't been found of criminal intent yet, but he will be and he will die in prison. (laughs) Was that my question? (laughs) Yeah, you did it. Way to go. I'm so so nervous. (laughs) Now let's see what's next. Uh, Andrea says, canceling a perfect show due to COVID is letting COVID win. I don't even know what this is about. This is about, I'm sorry, being canceled because of COVID. Um, You know what? Listen, sometimes it's really important for your hopes and dreams to be dashed. Because sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we start feeling a little too cool. And going, you know what? I guess all that work was for something. And that's a dangerous place to be. (laughs) There's hope. There's satisfaction. There's an understanding of, I understand why I've done all this. And that's dangerous. So I think it's important, right when somebody's really feeling themselves, and right when they're like, you know what? All that hard work paid off. You kick them in the throat. (laughs) Fuck them hard. And say, not today! And you cancel their hopes and dreams. (laughs) 
I am going to play that exact rant to my daughter Thank if you. she ever... <laughs> When they remake Fame, the movie, oh, they're going to that's use that. That's the speech. They're going to take the over top. And that's they're going to the say, look to the left of you, look to the right of you. All those people are going to get their dreams killed by COVID. That Lady Gaga is going to say, if there are 100 people in a room, you can dash all of their hopes. Let's see what's next. I hope Herschel Walker wins. Severely concussed spousal abusers need representation, too. Oh, my God. Let's see what's next. The three things that tell me the most about a person are their sun, moon, and rising signs, their Spotify wrapped, and what they'll add truffles to. I'll take this one. Everyone's Spotify wrapped gives them the exact same feeling, which I believe is 66.6% pride, 33.3% total abject humiliation. (laughs) Every one of us looked at our Spotify raps and said, if not for this one thing, I could share this screen. If not for this one thing, I could share this screen. And is there anything more true about a person than that we're like two-thirds proud of ourselves and one-third filled with shame at virtually all times? That's the human experience. Wow. Uh, plus, obviously, horoscopes are silly pseudoscience. Uh, in like the pre-industrial era in England, planet was a cause of death in London because they didn't know how bodies work. They just thought they were big goose sacks. We're smarter now. We know better. And yet, because religion has left the public square, you're all grasping for something to believe in. Nonetheless, uh, I do think when you're born during the year does affect you in the sense that it makes sense to me that summer birthday people are a little bit too eager. And there is something <laughs> fundamental mentally broken about people born between December 22nd and January 2nd. They're just a little bit fucked up. I'm and the January Schneider. Yeah, exactly. You either go performer or you go dead what? fucking silent. Thank you. I'm a Capricorn, Scorpio rising. No big deal. Let's see what's next. As a Jew, I do think Hollywood would be better if I ran it. Well, that's Can what, I get an amen? Well, I mean, amen. That's what's so frustrating. I don't understand this notion that thriving in an industry is proof of a nefarious designs upon said industry. Yeah, we fucking rule. We don't. We don't rule. I mean, don't tell them. I mean, we're, Keep why it are cool. you telling I mean, we're, them? Keep it cool. I mean, we're awesome and are cool. And this is an industry in which nobody ever says, you know, there's a lot of Indian Americans in the tech industry. Ergo, Indian Americans are trying to control our minds and hearts. It's only for the Jews. Now, if I was really, really involved in running the media, by the way, I'm sorry wouldn't have gotten canceled. Every show I ever developed would have gotten picked up. Where are my fucking dividends? Why don't I get everything I want? I'm a Jew. I put my foreskin into this industry. Yeah. You think in 2015 I'm writing speeches for Samsung and starting a podcast because Hollywood took care of me? <laughs> I'm just saying. It worked out, but at the time. Also, like the, the thing about it, too, is it's like they don't say, like, oh, the Christian oil industry. It's whatever prominence Jews have had in Hollywood is born of the fact that Jews were run out of New York and came to Los Angeles and started things because they had no other options because they weren't let into Bunny's Country Club. In so many ways. And also Hollywood was considered, or the movie industry was considered disgusting. It was like prostitution. So it was like a, an industry that we were allowed we'll to kind do of... it. <laughs> and this is why we don't let him into our country clubs. <laughs> All right, let's see what's next. 
This is for Margaret. Tilda Swinton and Scarlett Johansson can tell whatever stories they choose. Absolutely they can. I mean, they can tell whatever stories they choose. And it's like, whatever. I mean, they do anyway. I don't think that anything is going to stop them. And it's fine. It's like, you know, the only thing that I wanted to, like, I would like to be considered for a role that maybe, if I was in an audition with Tilda Swinton, she's going to get it. If that part is Asian, she'll still get it. So I don't think that it's going to be a problem. If I was going up with up against Scarlett Johansson to play, I don't know who uh, we would play. Maybe, oh, Elaine Chow. So we are both really going to try to play Elaine Chow. I look exactly like her. I look like I would fuck Mitch McConnell, but she would still get the part. So we, yeah, it's like, look, we have, we're down to two people. Here's the role. It's about an Asian American comedian who is set to adapt her life story into a sitcom, but mm-hmm. finds that making a sitcom isn't what she thought. And it's down to Margaret Cho and Scarlett Johansson. They're going to give it to Scarlett Johansson. It's a close call. Like, obviously, in it's so many true. respects, we, we love Margaret for it. Of course, it. we love Margaret. And we love Margaret. We're love, such a fan. We're such huge. A fan. And look, we are huge fans. Oh my, and we huge. want to be in the Barbershop. We want to work together. But, but here's the thing. But, Scar- here's the thing. You didn't see her audition. <laughs> And she brought something to something. it that surprises because we went into it assuming. We went into it, Margaret. And this Cho. is not even us. No, yeah. honestly, <laughs> this is. There's mergers. There's so many so mergers. Many mergers. <laughs> you know who and, it is? And it's us. Was that painful? <laughs> no, it was such a good use of the ensemble. It was using the whole room. It was the use of everything that we had. It says, I love spending time with PTA parents at school functions. This, That's my I safe space. I literally just got a thing to volunteer today, and I was like, Ugh, a race. <laughs> a okay, race. I'm say, I, like, I can't. You have a remote um, for your yeah, emails. That's yeah, cool. Like, click. Whatever. Click. I don't know. I do think it's important that parents... <laughs> especially mothers, spend time with other parents um, because they all get to fight over important things like when is the fall festival going to be and what is going to be and who did not contribute to the baskets. And also it's very important that when you don't feel powerful at work, you feel powerful somewhere. And so the PTA is a great place to do that. And I say this as someone who has experienced it all. <laughs> and you're a parent. Oh, I am. Oh, that's interesting. And I have been to PTA meetings, and I have left them in the middle. Applause <laughs> for leaving in the middle. All right, let's see what's up next. L.A. is the coldest city in America, and I won't hear otherwise. All right, let's stop joking around. Okay, L.A. is very chilly. And I know that you guys are coming in with perspectives of people who've lived all over the world. But let me tell you, it's only people from L.A. whose perspective matters. (laughs) And I am B&R'd, born and raised. And I'll be honest, don't give a shit what the rest of the world thinks. So when I say 68 is fucking cold as fuck, (laughs) you listen and you say, you got it, girl. Nice. 
I feel it changing me. I feel LA changing me because I'll I'll go out to walk the dog in the morning and I'll be freezing. Freezing. And then I'll look at my phone and I'll say like 64. Still so cold. I'm like, this is fucking, 64 is cold. So cold. I used to think it wasn't, but but now I know that it is cold. It really is. You know how like trauma is relative, you know? Sure. Like you can't go like, oh, I'm not really experiencing depression because there are people in war-torn countries who didn't, you know, have enough to eat growing up. But no, you're really still experiencing that. That's what it's like to be cold in California. Exactly. Just because there are people in Michigan, it doesn't mean I'm not cold. That's right. Thank you. And scarves in mid-April is a trauma response. (laughs) Famously. Margaret, what temperature are you cold at? I'm cold all the time. I mean, I'm cold in summer. I'm cold always. Look at me. I'm wearing like two jackets. You're wearing a jacket. And a dog. I, and, I have and a, dog. a dog. And you're wearing a dog. You're wearing a jacket yeah. and a dog. And a warm-blooded creature. I know. I'm so cold. You're like Queen Elizabeth with two corgis at her feet. Uh, who was cold all the time. And, and that's dead. what corgis were for. And dead. <laughs> and, and dead. Real cold now. Real, real cold. Yeah, yeah. those English coffins are quite chilly. <laughs> <laughs> also, Scarlett Johansson just cast. <laughs> As both corgis. As both corgis. Aww. And the queen. Aww. And Margaret. Yes. And that's how it takes. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Because we all need it this week, here it is. I guess, in a way, this week, it's the high note. Hey, love it. This is Rochelle from Seattle, Washington, and my high note of this week is getting to spend Thanksgiving with just me and my kid and zero toxic family members trying to convince me to join their QAnon cult. And got to spend it listening to historical episodes of your podcast that I haven't heard before. All right, cheers. Uh, Hi, John. Uh, My name is Eric, and since 2010, my wife and I have been in a band traveling around the country completely independent. And my high note for this week is that we recently played our 1,000th show. Kind of makes me emotional even just thinking about it. But we, you know, in a time right now where a lot of big musicians and stuff are saying they can't tour and stuff, we have been completely independent and going around the country since the first Obama administration um, just playing what is now 1,000 shows. And it was a great night, and it's something that we built completely by ourselves and it was just it just felt very validating to be a working artist for so long if anyone else is listening it's it's possible so thanks bye hi love it this is sarah in haynes alaska and my high note is that the results of alaska's ranked choice election are in and mary peltola handily beat sarah palin mary's the first alaska native member of congress and she's a real champion for women and for regular alaskans and I'm just so happy. I'm so proud of Alaska. We did it. Hi, love it. My name's Jackson. I'm speaking to you from Wurundjeri land in Melbourne, Australia. My high note is that over the weekend, we held our state election here in my state of Victoria. We've got a progressive Labor government here, roughly our version of the Democrats, who've done some really great things over their term in office, uh, but who attracted a lot of criticism in some quarters over the way they handled COVID and lockdowns. It's honestly been a pretty horrible campaign. There's been some really vile conspiracy theories pushed into the mainstream, as well as some implied and overt threats of violence against our state premier and others. But even though we took a few hits to our support, 
By and large, the people of this state saw through all that crap and instead voted to return a government that's promised to do things like introducing free kinder for three and four-year-olds, to put trained mental health professionals in every school, uh, to continue treaty negotiations with our First Nations people, and bringing back a state-owned electricity company that's going to be investing heavily in renewable energies and help to drive down the cost of power bills. It's really exciting. I want to thank you and the rest of the Crooked team for everything you do. I'd often listen to an episode of Love It or Leave It or PSA on my way out to volunteer during the campaign, and it really helped ground me in that while I couldn't do anything about the bad media coverage or the negative polls, what I could control was how many doors I knocked or how many calls I made. Um, This election really reminded me that while the candidates and the systems might be different, uh, progressives all over the world are fighting the same fight. So thanks so much for helping to inform and to inspire, as well as making us laugh. And please come and do a tour of Australia soon. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you to producer Ryan, Margaret Cho, Danielle Schneider, Moshe Kosher, and Andrea Savage. There are three days until the Georgia runoff. Have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Pullaby Gunalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin and Stephen Colon are our audio engineers. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Narmal Konian, Zuri Irvin, and Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroot for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash C slash Crooked Media. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.